Hello again, friends, and welcome on into episode 80 of The Sco Show, the Irvin Fryer edition of The Sco Show. My name is Mark Schofield. Happy to be with you on today, Wednesday, February 26, 2020, day two of the Combine. We got some audio today from some offensive linemen. I talked three offensive linemen that I was very impressed with, Ben Barch, Lloyd Cushenberry, and Cesar Ruiz from Michigan. I'm going to play Cesar Ruiz's audio in the second part of the show and talk about him a bit more. I've got a piece up on Pat's Pulpit right now as well that you can check out, patspulpit.com, talking about Ruiz. I was very impressed with him, and a lot of people seem to be very impressed with him. The word around Indy is that he is really moving up draft boards, and he might be somebody that's going to get into the first round. Could he potentially be the pick of 23? Well, there's a long way to go between here and the draft, but he might need to be the pick of 23 if the Patriots want to get him. Also, we're going to talk some food. Yes, some food. But before we do anything, your usual reminders, please follow along the Twitter machine, at Mark Schofield. Check out the work inside the pylon, Pro Football Weekly, Matt Waldman's RSP, and yes, those three SB Nation websites, Big Blue View, Bleeding Green Nation, and right here at Pat's Pulpit. Now, I said we were going to talk some food, and we have to do that out of the gate because the thing to do in Indy, it's almost like a rite of passage, is to go to St. Elmo's, to have dinner at their steakhouse, and to get the shrimp cocktail with the horseradish sauce grated right into it. It was phenomenal. Now, the dinner itself was fantastic as well. Some great company, Arif Hassan, Doug Farrar, Mike Kay, Jeff Risden, Thor Nystrom... Great group of people. We've been telling stories for hours. It was a fantastic time. But that shrimp cocktail is as advertised. And I would tell you what, while I was at the table, while the tears were streaming down my face from the horseradish, I was on Amazon buying stuff to get it shipped to home because it is that good. If you're ever in Indianapolis, check it out. If you've ever been, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But let's get to the meat of the show, no pun intended. We're going to talk some offensive linemen. I've got audio from three guys that I want to play. We're going to start with Ben Bartz, the Division Three offensive tackle from St. John's in Minnesota. If you've been with me throughout this pre-draft process, if you've listened to the shows that were down in Mobile coming out from the Senior Bowl, you've heard from Bartz before, but he went in-depth about his transition from tight end to offensive lineman to offensive tackle. He talked about that process. He talked about what he had to do to learn because, let's face it, Division Three, as you'll hear him say, it's a bit different than Division One. He had to do a lot of it on his own. He had to do a lot of research on his own. And his research, his online research, included how to gain 70 pounds. And you will hear from him the recipe for that horrific shake he would drink to add the weight. So here, without further ado, Ben Barch. It's been cool to kind of see some of the guys that I was at the Senior Bowl with and uh, kind of rekindle and catch up with them. And uh, interviews have been going very well, so... One of the biggest questions I think this year was you know, you know, really to perform against uh, all the kind of come together. Um, in the, in our, in our you said at the time you felt like you had to improve in that. Do you feel like that's the, uh, the effect that it's had on NFL teams? Do they feel like uh, they agree with you on that? Yeah, I, I would say that. I can't necessarily speak for them. Um, you know, so I think I think I've proved some things down in Mobile. So I, yeah. There's a deep Ben, at a time that the transfer portal allows free movement so much in college football, did you ever consider prior to this past year possibly transferring up? It seemed like you might have had an opportunity there if you wanted to pursue it. Yeah, no, I, I honestly didn't. Um, I had a really good experience at St. John's. And, um, 
my mindset was, just, you know, we're going to win a national championship here. And, um, I think as you get further into a program and you form those relationships with your teammates and stuff, and you're living with them, and your strength coach and all your coaching staff, um, I was really comfortable in that home at St. John's. Even if it meant being on a full scholarship somewhere? I mean, I just was never presented the option, to be honest. So. So you, uh, you bulked up from playing tight end. Yep. There's, there's the talk about this magic shake or something. Can you, magic shake? Yeah. What, what, can you tell us what goes into that? Yeah. Um, essentially, it was uh, this, the summer after my sophomore year when I was asked to switch to offensive line. And uh, I would get up at like 5 and um, I would have to go work. I was a strength coach at a local high school. Um, so in order to get my breakfast, and I didn't really have time to eat a full the amount of carbohydrates and protein I needed. So I, I had a Nutribullet, um, my friend had a Nutribullet, so I would scramble uh, seven eggs, and then I would I had a big tub of cottage cheese, and I had uh, grits that I would make, quick grits, and then uh, I had peanut butter and banana and Gatorade, and, uh, and I would just throw it all in and, and then just plug my nose and drink it <laughs> in the dark, and like, I would gag sometimes, yeah, it was, but yeah, those are what you have, that's what you have to do sometimes, I guess. Every day? Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty much five days a week, um, and then the ingredients, I just kind of researched online the best, most clean and healthy ingredients for putting on good mass, so, yeah. How much weight did you put on that summer? Uh, that summer I went up, I went from 250 to 275, and then after that I went 275 to 305. Did you initiate the move to the offensive line, or was that something your coaches asked you about? Uh, that was my coaches. Um, they brought it up. Uh, it was kind of a running joke as a, as a freshman and sophomore. Like, you know, drop a ball, it's like, you know, you better watch out, Ben. Like, and then uh, eventually, an anonymous call, I had to go up to the office, and I had no idea. And then uh, they brought it up. So I'm very thankful they did, and um, I accepted it really well. Do you think you'd be standing here as a tight end? Um, I don't know. We, we don't know. Probably not, though. Um, yeah. So over the course of two seasons or years, you went 250 and 305. How do you put on that weight without that flexibility and that speed? Stretching. Uh, stretching, and then I think it, it matters what kind of weight you put on. So um, putting good things into your body, um, not necessarily eating just to put on weight, but eating for functional weight, um, putting on good mass, stuff like that. Just doing research and trusting your strength coach, stuff like that. Has family, girlfriend, mom, dad, whoever, reacting to the 55 pound Yeah, it's definitely different when I come back home and see people I grew up with and they hadn't seen me in like two years and they barely recognize me. But uh, very supportive. My mom's, uh, she's a terrific cook and uh, she feeds me well. So you said she just has to make more now. I guess, yeah. You say you're thankful now, but what was your first reaction to asking when I first came in? I think um, kind of it was kind of a surreal because obviously you know my mindset at St. John's is I was going to be the best tight end uh, to play there, and, and then when you get asked to switch, it's like all right, you know, uh, I can either react to this in a poor way and be selfish, or I can you know react positively and, and work my butt off. And uh, so I, at first I was kind of taken, and then uh, completely agreed to it. I was never opposed to it though at all. Um, it was going to help the team, and that's that's kind of the way I was sold. So. How did you end up at St. John's? Yeah, my uh, 
my family's a lot of my family's from Minnesota, so I kind of grew up going back there and stuff. And uh, I did a, a visit um, one summer and really fell in love with it, a two-hour visit, and I kept on coming back for visits. So, yeah. Do you have any D1 offers? No offers. We're at Minnesota. Your family. Uh, my dad is born in St. Paul, and uh, I have family in the Twin Cities area. And, um, when, you, when you look at small school guys on the offensive line that have made it the next level, who, who are the guys that, that give you hope and that, that inspire you to do what you're doing right now? Yeah, Greg, I think the, the obvious one is uh, Ali Marpet. Um, also, Alex Kappa uh, from Humboldt. Um, some great players like that. Um, and there's been, you know, Division three guys, Cecil Shorts, very um, good players like that. So, yeah, they're definitely good good guys to look up to. Uh, it was definitely a little adversity transitioning. Uh, I was asked to switch after uh, an entire spring ball as a tight end um, going into junior year. So I really only had about three months to learn offensive line and then um, for camp. I don't think it was incredibly difficult. I had really supportive teammates and uh, I just made it my mission to learn as much as I could from the internet on my own about it, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> And then just practicing and doing reps and drills and stuff on my own. Like you, like you too. Yeah, um, really, just kind of gaining as much as I possibly can from the resources I had. What's the most difficult part of that transition? I think uh, doing it on your own. You know, at St. John's, like there's a certain accountability and responsibility you have to have. We don't have personal chefs. We don't have people giving you a smoothie after practice. Um, you have to really take it upon yourself to stay motivated and um, hold yourself accountable. And, um, yeah, I think that's obviously a difficult part. You weren't making smoothies for the whole team? I have, yeah. I'm, I actually have an immediate schedule for tomorrow. So. Oh, yes, sir. You said you were doing strength homework high school too. What was that like with your schedule? Dan, it was uh, it was very interesting. It was uh, I basically I coached middle school boys and girls, and then high school boys and girls at a local high school called Dansville, and uh, it was an incredible experience. So it it allowed me to eat um, in between different groups of coaching, and also just stretch out and stuff and um, help out kids, I guess. So was that like after school for them or? Uh, that was actually early in the morning. Okay. Yeah, we, we'd run them from like uh, like 7 a.m. all the way to like 10 a.m. Um, it's about a 30 minute commute. So. Did you get credit for that or like, you know, he, like got job? Yeah, it was a job, a summer job. Yeah. What's going on in Dayton, Oregon? Dayton, Oregon. Uh, right about now, it's probably uh, overcast, cloudy, and uh, not a whole lot. Um, my parents are back home right now, and uh, they're enjoying life. So, is that about where Lewis and Clark camped? Um, yeah, they act, that, the Oregon Trail went right through that part of the Lima Valley. So, a lot of history there. Pioneers. So, when you say when you say you're watching videos or whatever, are you watching players like NFL players or? Um, yeah, I would I would study on YouTube. I would watch a lot of a lot of pros in the league. Um, I would watch videos, instructional, like uh, O-line performance, um, really just anything that I could get my hands on. Um, I created like a YouTube playlist and I just kept on adding tons of videos and content and just every night like taking notes and learning stuff and then going out to the field. Um, I had really good offensive line position coach too. So.
I think you always falls all over. Yeah, I'd, I'd be interested in going back and further my education with that. How does that help? Well, obviously, sports and psychology kind of go together. How does that, how does that education have I think it gives you a, an understanding of uh, obviously the mental side of the game and uh, basically how players tick in the locker room and reading your teammates. And, you know, as a leader, you have to understand how people are going to react to different leadership styles. And um, I think that gave me a better understanding of understanding people and being a better teammate. This week, this week, with this week with the interviews, do you think that gives you a unique perspective on it a little bit as teams try to pry into you? Yeah, um, a little bit, yeah. I think it, they definitely kind of understand uh, what's going on in some cases, for sure. What were the family ties that brought you to St. John's? Um, well, my, my father, he's from St. Paul, and um, we, I've had countless uncles and aunts and great aunts and uncles, and I have two second cousins who are go there in my class right now. So um, Bailey's and Barches have a pretty strong heritage. Did you turn down any Division ones? Uh, no, I had no offers. Yeah, that's a great honor. Um, you know, I'm I'm very humble, humbled about it, and uh, I'm very grateful for the opportunity to be here. Uh, to be honest, and if I can, you know, bring uh, bring some pride and some honor back to St. John's and represent well, uh, I'm all for it. So. You know, this could be a realistic. Yeah, I think I think I grew up like obviously idolizing the NFL and always wanted to play in it as a as a young boy. Um, but I think it, it kind of became surreal, and uh, I actualized it kind of my junior year, um, the beginning of then when, when scouts started kind of coming in a little more, and um, I kind of understood like this is something that I'm going to devote a lot of my time to, and I'm I'm really excited about it. So. Um, and before that, I mean, I took actions, um, sacrificing different things in order to focus more on football, like my freshman South Carolina. And you, when you talked about Mobile, what did Mobile do just in terms of giving you confidence that you can line up with these guys for a bigger program? Yeah, I think, um, you know, Michael Jordan said you have to expect things yourself before you do them. So it's like I, I expected uh, of myself that I was going to perform down there, whether other people thought I was some small school scrub who was going to get destroyed. Um, so I think going down there, like, you just kind of, when you get that first rep done out of your, your system, you just relax a little bit and you're like, look, we're just playing football, you know, we're having fun. And uh, I think it was a great experience and really big for me. Oh, yeah. What was that like? It was awesome, yeah. Paul's a... Uh, He's kind of a guru, and uh, he's a really good guy, and he's helped us out a lot. Yeah. What's kind of the biggest takeaway you, you've learned from Paul? Um, I think Coach Alexander, uh, he's, he's very knowledgeable on kind of the mental aspect of the game and um, not necessarily worrying about what the defender's going to do and more worried about your own technique as an offensive lineman. That's pretty important. A lot of discipline and uh, a lot of meal prep, a lot of cooking, and uh, getting up late at night and early in the morning to eat, and uh, dedication to weight room. I know you showed up as a tight end. Was the plan always to add that weight, or how did that start? How did that process start? I got up to my goal weight at 250. I felt I was pretty comfortable with that my sophomore year as a tight end. Um, so yeah, that was, that was my goal weight as a tight end. I succeeded in that my sophomore year.
through overtime. I think rushing for how many, how many yards. And that guy just doesn't stop. And that running back like that, it's just yeah, I mean, I, I credit um, a lot of other people around me, like my parents instilling work ethic in me and uh, my strength coach and all my coaching staff and teammates. Um, that really facilitated. There's something really special, I think, to say about St. John's and um, just the culture and the kind of people that come out of there. I don't think they get enough attention, but um, yeah, it's it definitely a growing experience for me and kind of growing up and understanding um, you know, like dedication, responsibility, learning different lessons like that. And that's a lot, something that a lot of guys maybe at a bigger school would never have to go to. Do you credit that a lot? Yeah, I, I definitely think I, um, with all respect to everyone else, I, I definitely feel like I gained a lot of different lessons um, from going to a small school and um, having to kind of figure out a lot of this stuff on my own and stuff. But again, I wasn't alone. I had a lot of really good resources at St. John's and uh, a lot of good things going for me. Oh, uh, yeah, I met with the Jets. Um, and uh, had an informal with them. Uh, as far as the Giants, I have not yet. No. Do you think playing uh, alongside a uh, prolific quarterback at Jackson River, has that kind of given you a, a leg up on the transition from small school to NFL since you had such a high-octane passing offense at St. John's? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I met Jackson on a visit when I was in high school, and uh, we kind of started our friendship there. And um, Jackson's a very, very intelligent quarterback and uh, an even better person. So just watching film with him and kind of communicating with him as a teammate and as an offensive lineman. I mean, you know, a high tide races all boats. He, he, was, he was an awesome, awesome player. Yeah, I mean, I, I would, I'm a big fan of uh, Ryan Stanley right now. Um, I, I love his technique and his footwork and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd probably say that. Any other guys that you study well, I watch Big Q, uh, Quentin Nelson. Uh, I, I love watching that guy play. Um, Taylor Luan, his intensity on the field is uh, pretty impressive as well. Do I what over them? Uh, sometimes, I guess, yeah. yeah. What was the most disrespectful block in your college career? <laughs> um, there's there's many. It was kind of kind of a blur, um, a couple of them. But I think I think being able to block someone and you know finish them all the way through the whistle when they get to a point where they don't even expect you to keep on going or uh, block that hard, you kind of hear the air go out of their lungs. That's pretty. Hey, Ben, I think you share an agency with Vikings tackle Brian O'Neill. Have you gotten a chance to talk with him? Bex, he's also made this transition from tight end to tackle. Yeah, I've spoken with Brian. He's, he's a great dude, yeah. Uh, he's been around the facility the last couple weeks. Um, yeah, terrific agency and uh, the kind of guys that get in there, like Brian, awesome guys, really supportive, very helpful. Um, we talked a little bit about Minnesota and stuff like that, so great guy. I know it's early in the process, but can you learn anything from him just in making this transition? A few yeah, I, I watched a little bit of his film and stuff. Um, and I'm going to be going back there in training, so I'll be picking his brain and getting advice. Where are you training? I'm at uh, Sanford Power in uh, Irvine, California with Rep1 Sports. I mean, I guess I have a great I'm not, no. I had a small knee injury during the Senior Bowl, uh, so I'm going to be doing all my stuff for my pro day.
like I said before, like I know. When is your pro day? Uh, March 25th, the, the University of Minnesota. Well, Dave, I'd say um, just probably showing up and competing, and not only competing, but like you know performing well and um, showing that I'm a player and uh, you know I really want it bad and stuff like that. So there you have Ben Bartz from St. John's in Minnesota, and among the various incredible nuggets in there is, of course, the recipe. You might have recognized the voice that was the one and only Arif Hassan asking him about the shake. Seven scrambled eggs, cottage cheese, quick grits, peanut butter, bananas, and Gatorade. Now, unfortunately, none of us followed up with the obvious question, what flavor of Gatorade? Arif and I actually debated that post-Barch's podium session. We think the best flavor of Gatorade to put in that was probably like Arctic Ice, like the white Gatorade. But if you want to get really crazy, you throw a purple Gatorade into that mix and man, that would be something. But that was Ben Barch. He's a fascinating prospect. He has some versatility. You know, people have talked about maybe him kicking inside the guard and he had some reps down in Mobile at guard, which he handled fairly well. But I thought in Mobile, he was one of the best offensive tackles there. But he certainly has positional flexibility, it seems. Got a great head on his shoulders. Somebody to keep a watch for the New England Patriots, depending on how the offensive line shakes out. Up next, another interior offensive lineman with some versatility, which you're going to hear him talk about at length, and that's Lloyd Cushenberry from LSU. I was also impressed with his podium session. He spoke a lot about his versatility, what it means to play center, what they did at LSU in that offense, and here's his podium session from day two of the combine. Having been through the process, they have you pretty much talked to almost every team now. Yeah, so at Senior Bowl, Bo, I had a lot of formals, so I knocked out a lot of that. And here this week, I'm only going to have three, so it was good. I have a little more downtime than a lot of guys. You know, Position-wise, what are they talking to you about, or what are you telling them about? Uh, center and guard. I feel like I'm versatile to play both. I'm athletic enough. I've been you know, playing center, so I, I'm obviously – a smart guy who can make calls and wouldn't have problems with that. So I can play both positions, whatever the team needs me to do. What's your comfort level here? Because there's so many LSU guys here. What's your comfort level? Is this almost like a team meeting for you guys? Yeah. You know, we had dinner and breakfast. You know, all of us are sitting there like it's a Friday before a game. So me and Sadiq are roommates. And then right next door, we got Damian Lewis and Blake Ferguson. So it's, just, it's like you know, the whole team here. I heard coaches say that Born not made. Uh, uh, it's, it's a good point. Maybe I was born to be a center. Uh, I didn't play it in high school, so I had to teach myself how to snap and, and be, get comfortable with being a vocal guy. Uh, which you know, I'm not really that vocal on, off the field, but on the field, I mean, it's, it's completely different. I made all the calls. I'm a main communicator, so I've gotten used to that, and I, I love it. I take pride in that. Yeah, I feel like I just got used to being. I guess the point guard uh, on, the, on the field, uh, so you know, I've gotten so used to it, uh, it it's just in, in my nature now. Is this somewhat of a different competitive atmosphere? Because at the Senior Bowl, you're going one-on-one -on -one with people, you know, you're actually physically in game situations, and here, it's more drills. Yeah, uh, a little bit, but you, know, you still have, the same, have that same approach. You know, it's game day. Uh, so on Thursday and Friday, you got to come in with that mindset, like you're going to dominate every drill. You're going to finish, so uh, it's kind of the same, but kind of different in both, both ways. Yeah. 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 Yeah
Yeah, I had one last night. Nice one. Yes, sir. Yeah. 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 Just try to keep his head up. Uh, me and Sadiq have been you know, close friends since his freshman year. Uh, I remember, you know, his freshman year, he was starting, and I was still a backup. You know, we would take, to, I would take time with him and just watch extra film on Wednesday nights every week, just to get to make sure he's ready to play. And when he was going through what he was going through, I just tried to be a, a brother to him, uh, be a guy he could look up to and let him know that everything's gonna be all right. And when he's out, we're gonna take care of business, and he's gonna come back when we need him in the punch time in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, came a long way. Uh, he definitely learned from his mistakes. He's completely locked in on uh, bettering himself and providing, trying to provide for his family. And, I mean, he he has all the talent in the world on the field, and you know he's just completely locked in now. So I look forward to his, his journey and you know, being a guy he can look up to and talk to anytime. Uh, it, it was a smooth transition. Uh, honestly, you know, I love the game so much. I'm, I'm a student of the game, so you know, when I when I was not at the facility, I'm, I'm watching film and teaching to myself, teaching myself, you know, all the calls and you know, visualizing my assignment. So it was a smooth transition, and you know, we we started off good you know, last January installing, and in the spring it was it was like we've been doing this all year, all, you know, previous years. So it wasn't really a big transition. It went pretty well. Uh, it was, I mean, it got us, got the ball out quicker, uh, you know, didn't have, it got us in better situations, so, I mean, I wouldn't say made it easier, but, I mean, we worked hard and we executed very well. Uh, well, I mean, I, I talk to my family every day, you know, they, they, uh, you know, keep me up, keep me motivated, uh, keep me motivated and, and focused. So my family, um, my online coach back at LSU, Coach Craig, he's been giving me some some tips and pointers. Uh, he he taught taught me so much in these past few years. He's been here. I can't thank him enough for that. So definitely my family and uh, Coach Craig. Uh, so in high school, like I said, I played tackle, and as I was getting recruited. Uh, they were telling me I was probably going to end up being a guard or center. And you know, once I signed the other shoe, I, I taught myself how to snap uh, during that time from February to when I enrolled on campus. And it just kind of came naturally after I, you know, I taught myself. And uh, since ever since I've been at the shoe, I've been center and, and guard. Uh, definitely all the pretty much all the top centers, Rodney Hudson, Travis Frederick, the Pounces, Kelsey, the Eagles, so all those guys. I try to watch them as much as possible and try to still their experience in their game to put in mind. I, I had an informal with, with the Eagles, uh, met with O-line coach a little bit. You talk? Toughest pass rush. Uh, I think the toughest opponent all around I played was Jerry Brown. Uh, he was he's a total practice, great power, speed, get on his fast. Uh, so I would say Derek Brown and also uh, Neville Gavimore from Oklahoma, pretty good player.
quick uh, edge rusher. What have you been working on since the end of the season? What have you been trying to do? Um, oh, my footwork. Well, first of all, getting stronger upper body. I've been uh, working on that a lot. Uh, getting more consistent with my footwork. And also continuing to work on my hand placement. Being more consistent and not waiting as much as long to, to you know, throw my hands in, you know, in the past game. Upper body for that bench press? Yes, sir. You got a number you're looking for? Uh, you know, we'll wait and see tomorrow. We'll see. You talked about being a... Uh, yes, sir, a little bit informal. You talked about being a point guard of the offensive line. Are you a basketball guy yourself? Big basketball guy. I grew up playing basketball. It's my first first love. Did you play point guard when you play basketball? Yeah. So who are some guys that are there are there players in the NBA that you watch at the point guard position that I don't know, you really admire how they're facilitators and things like that? Well, growing up, you know, Alan Iverson, well, he wasn't really a facilitator, but uh, <laughs> he was just badass though, so, yeah. Steve Nash. And now today, I mean, guys, you know, uh, Luka Doncic, I mean, he's basically a point guard. I love watching him. Uh, so I was a huge basketball fan growing up. And like I said, you know, being a center is like the point guard. You have control. And I, and I love it. Being a vocal leader, I love it. Do you just see, are you able to take those kind of similarities from one sport to the other, watching how they do it and really yeah. take it to football? Yeah, especially, you know, just being, as, being a leader. Um, you know, I, I look up. You know, to guys who put around my favorite play going up. And his mindset, I, I really, this past year, I really uh, have been very interested in just watching his interviews and, and reading. I bought his book a while ago just to know his mindset about how he pushed his teammates and how he led uh, those guys. And I tried to do that with the O-line group this year. And I, I, I really took that to heart. And that's, uh, I took accountability and responsibility for us being prepared every week. Everybody always says that quarterbacks are the ones that start with the ball but technically you guys are i mean like do you, do you take pride in that that the whole play starts through you just like it does for any point guard uh, you know, can't start without the center it's my job it's my job to you know, do what i have to do every snap to get a good you know, have a great snap for the quarterback so everyone else can execute so yeah, my first two years, uh, like I said, I'm a, uh, a low maintenance guy off the field. Don't really have much to say, but on the field, you know, I kind of hit that flip that switch. My first two years, it took me a while to, you know, to, to develop that vocal leadership. And once I took over the, the center job, you know, I know I had to step up. Uh, so it. it after, you know, since 2018, I've been more vocal and I have had no problem with it. Right. So there you had it. Lloyd Cushenberry, the interior offensive lineman from LSU, talking about his versatility, what he meant to the LSU offense, and what it means to play center, and how he takes pride in playing that position. So there you got two guys. We're going to come back in a minute. We're going to hear a lot from Cesar Ruiz, the Michigan interior offensive lineman. I wrote about him over at Pat's Pulpit. You should check out that piece at patspulpit.com. But in a second, when we come back here in episode 8 of the Sco Show, we're going to have Cesar Ruiz. Mark Schofield back with you now on episode 80 of the Sco Show, proudly a part of the Pat's Pulpit Podcast Network and brought to you by the great folks at SB Nation. Now, a bit of housekeeping before we get into Cesar Ruiz. Uh, tomorrow, Thursday, is going to be my last day here out in Indy. Um, so you're going to have a, a show from me, depending on how the travel schedules go and how my calendar actually goes on Thursday. I've got a lot of shows and appearances that I need to do. 
I don't know if that show is going to drop for you sometime Thursday before I fly out, sometime Thursday night after I land, or sometime Friday morning, but you'll have another show from me this week. And then next week we're back at it with Mock Draft 5.0, a post-combine edition, so that will be exciting as well. Also, speaking of exciting, for those of you that know him, the Senator, Phil Perry, the one and only, he and I got a chance to connect here out in Indy, pulled aside for about 40 minutes or so to talk quarterback, so that's going to be on an episode of his podcast sometime after Indianapolis. We talked in depth about quarterback evaluation. We had some you know, yes or no options where we put two prospects against each other who will make the best fit for what the Patriots do, who's the best prospect in general. We talked about some of the prospects in this class and throwing sessions and things like that, so look for that episode over at NBC Sports Boston sometime post-Indianapolis. Let's get to the big part of this show here. Cesar Ruiz, the Michigan interior offensive lineman. He was somebody that I'd watched a bit, uh, especially given my work on Shea Patterson, um, but didn't really know a ton about him. I had known about the past and his father's early passing and sort of the, the background growing up in Camden in a hard area, but never really sort of dove into it at length. And I almost regret that I hadn't before Indy because this guy blew me away at the podium. And similar to yesterday and Stephen Sullivan talking about a guy that you think you could root for, he is definitely one of those players. But more than that, I was very impressed with how he views playing center, how he views himself as a prospect, and the mental approach he has to play the game. And you're going to hear all that in a second. So without further ado, Cesar Ruiz from Michigan. So far, this combine process has been, you know, a new experience for me. Uh, being able to have interviews with different coaches and uh, make my first impression uh, is really important. I'm just looking forward to showing coaches, you know, how good I can really move, um, how much I've improved since my three years in Michigan, and um, just what I'm really worth and just show uh, what I'm really about. What do you think you'll excel at in the workouts? Uh, I believe I excel at a lot of different things. Um, a lot of the agility drills, um, a lot of the pulling drills, and uh, just, a lot, just a lot of different drills that involve a lot of movement, lateral movement drills at the combine. I think I'll excel a lot in those. Caesar, are you doing everything this week? Yes. Um, I mean, that's always great, but you know, projections are always just projections. I got to make it happen. Um, I mean, it's good to see it, of course, it gives me a good idea of where I stand, but, you know, I try to stay out of that stuff and just focus on the task at hand. Yes, I do. Because, I, I mean, if you look at the film, if you look at how I dominate people, if you look at my character, how smart I am, I mean, I have everything in tallies for a first rounder, so um, I'm very confident in myself that I am a first rounder. How did growing up in Camden shape you? Um, it helped me mature a lot at such a young age. Um, growing up in that kind of neighborhood, there's a lot of different distractions you can come by, but it takes a mature young man to keep your head on straight and not get distracted. Did you know it was, did you know it was, I, I watched a video, did you not know that it was a dangerous neighborhood as you were living in it? I knew, I knew it was dangerous, but I never thought anything of it. You know, I just figured that's how things were. I had never saw the outside world before. What, when did it change? When I went to IMG Academy. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a versatile player. Um, I can play guard, center, whatever you want me to play on the interior. I'm comfortable playing anything. 
What have you been emphasizing the last couple of months in training? Um, really just getting in shape, um, you know, just getting my body right, um, just getting back, getting back 100% healthy off the season and just, you know, just focusing on getting in shape and doing the drills and studying football. Uh, they're, they're really, they weren't, I probably had one, maybe one time, me and Rashawn Gary ever went head to head in practice. You guys have, I think you have four offensive linemen here from your unit. What do you, what does that just say about the work you guys have? Uh, it just shows how, how well we work. I mean, it just shows the work we put in, um, the fact that all four of us got the invitation to be here, it just shows the work we put in and it just shows, you know, our talent. Yeah, he came in. I mean, he came in with a, you know, a different attitude, you know, aggressive attitude, you know, to basically to make us better. You know, he emphasizes on improving every week. He emphasizes technique, and he, um, and he emphasizes to do a lot of little things that make us better. You once said you were born to play center. Uh, no one's asked that. Most people ask about my versatility. Um, I think a lot of people know that I've, center was my my main position. My primary position in college so but I mean like I said a couple years back yeah I was born to play center but I'm able to play anything on the interior offensive line. Do you have any idea how many meetings you've had so far how many teams you've met with? Yeah I've had five formal interviews I believe I have a total of I believe 18 this week so. Is there like a common thing that you're getting asked in those interviews or is it kind of just dependent on the team? Uh, yeah, it's really it's really just dependent on the team um, you know they could Questions or interview studies to range from different things, so it's just um, it's really different from a lot of people. Um, I had formal so far with the Rams, um, Packers, Panthers, Titans, the Giants, and the Broncos. Uh, I'm not sure yet. My, I don't have any more formals until Thursday, so I'll know my list uh, by later on tonight. What would it be like playing for the Giants? No, South. Camden's Eagles territory, but going back home. Uh, I mean, it'd be great. Uh, my mom won't have to go far to come see me play. So I mean, it'd be it'd be great to play for the uh, play close to home. You know, that'd be that'd be great. Is she still in Camden? Yes. Since before the bowl game, when we talk, last talked to you, were weighing whether. Some of your teammates have talked about how you made all the calls in the Michigan offense. Do you think you can impress some teams here, drawing up on the whiteboard? Uh, yes, I believe that's um, one place I've, I've excelled a little bit in some of my formals or some of my formal interviews. Um, just my ability to remember plays and reiterate plays on the board, and um, the way I'm able to just describe my film. Um, I think that's one thing I'm able to impress teams on. Do you have anything scheduled? I'm not sure. I sh I could, but uh, I'll, I'll know later on tonight when I look at my formal list for tomorrow. You play a little bit of guard too. Center, or do you not really uh, yes, I'm a I'm a center. Uh, I mean that's that's what I play, but I can play guard as well. But I mean center is my primary position, but I I can play guard as well. What do you like about playing center? Um, I'm in charge. You know, I'm in charge of the whole show. So if something goes wrong, I take the heat for it. If things are going good, I take the shine for it as well. Can you talk a little bit about playing for your dad in his memory? Yeah, um, this whole this whole entire experience is, is dedicated, man, to just that whole situation, that tragedy. You know, I just I still do it. You know, 
every night, every day I think about it. Um, if my dad was here to see what I'm doing right now, I may be mind blown, you know? So uh, I'm still playing for my dad. I still play through my dad. My dad still lives through me. And uh, that's how it's always going to be. The fact that he was being a good Samaritan, is that something you take pride? I mean, you know what I mean? That he was being a good person. Yeah, that's, that's what I pride myself on, just doing things for people, being a good person. And, uh, you know, the fact that, you know, the way it happened, he was doing something good, being a good person. I mean, I mean you really wouldn't really wouldn't want any other way if something were to happen like that. Do you remember Um, I mean, I think it's, I think it's great to see, you know, you know, me and him went to high school together, what he was able to do in high school, and just to see how, how much he, how much he's matured, how much he's, you know, learned more things about football, you know, how much he's added more arsenals to his game uh, throughout, you know, my two years, two years we spent together at Michigan. So, I mean, it was just great watching him, you know, just excel every year and just learn new things. How did he deal with the expectations, I mean, I think, I think he just played football. I mean, I, I know Shea, he really doesn't try to get caught up in the media or just really doesn't, he doesn't really like, doesn't really pay attention to the pressure that's supposed to be put on him. So, I mean, he just goes out there and plays football. He plays his game. It's he's common for centers to be first round picks, but it sounds like in these interview processes, it's kind of been an advantage for you almost that you have that kind of extra Yeah, uh, at Michigan, you know, I was I was always in my playbook. I was always studying the offense. I was always doing a lot of things like that. So, man, I just have a I just have a thing for football. You know, that's that's where I think uh, you know once I, once again I think I stand out um, when it comes to these interviews, uh, these formal interviews because I just know I know so much about football and I li- I love football. So I'm learning new things. You know, I'm actually I'm actually locked in. I'm engaged. So. I'm talking. Uh, I think the player uh, I'm most similar to at the NFL level is most likely Rodney Hudson. Um, I say Rodney Hudson because you know we're both big body centers that can move very well and have a lot of power. And uh, he's somebody that resembled my game after uh, a lot after I was given you know similarities and comparisons to him sometimes. You guys went through. Ski- Yes. Yeah, it'll, it'll test your character. It'll either make or break you. Um, you know, there's a lot of people I grew up with. Um, it didn't make them, it broke them. Um, but I mean, it's just, you just gotta have a good head on your shoulders. I mean, you know, you see things every day. Um, you hear about, you know, violence, shootings, killings, um, robberies. You know, you hear it almost every week. So, I mean, just things like that. It's just something you come, you come immune to. You know, as a kid, you see it so many times. So, I mean, really, what I did was I just had a, I was fortunate enough to have a, a mom who was really strict on me, so I was never really allowed to be in those areas or even be caught up in those situations. So you, you had to come home right after school kind of thing? Yeah. Hmm. Was it an added advantage that you had John Harbaugh as Was it an added advantage that you had John Harbaugh as your coach? Uh, yeah, Coach Harbaugh um, was, a, was an amazing coach. Um, having somebody come off the NFL level and bring that, you know, bring that attitude, 
and bring some of those, you know, some of those, uh, some of those coaching, some of those coaching styles to to us, and basically just how things are run in the NFL. He brought some of those things to to Michigan. So a lot of us were playing at we're playing as if we were pros in college, uh, going by those rules, and uh, just getting used to those things. And uh, having a coach that cares about his players a lot is very important as well, too. Um, you know, he cared about his players. You know, he was always engaged with us, and uh, you know, just having a coach like that is always great. Caesar, you went through a couple scheme changes at Michigan. Is there like a scheme you prefer to play in at the NFL level? Uh, I'll play any scheme, really. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm versatile across the inter interior offensive line. I'm versatile through schemes. Um, I believe I can play any offense. Um, anything that's going to give me out space to pull. So pin and pulls, tosses, um, those are my, probably my favorite blocking schemes when I'm out in space. Uh, I've only had an informal. I haven't had a formal uh, interview yet. Was it with uh, Coach Scarnacchia? Was it with Coach Scarnacchia? Uh, I believe, I believe so. Yeah. Was it always the plan for you to move to center, or was that just something that kind of happened? Oh, I, I played center my whole life. Yeah, okay. yeah, I played center since I first started playing football. Um, and I moved to guard my freshman year right. to um, fill in a, a replacement spot for an injury. And um, I, know I, think, I think I performed very well at right guard my freshman year, and then I went back to my you know natural position at center my uh, sophomore and junior year. Uh, football came into my life uh, when I was 10 years old. Um, and I really played because my mom really wanted me to get out the house. Uh, it was kind of a therapeutic thing for me. Um, you know, one of her things, because uh, I was still mourning the death of my father, and she was, uh, she she saw it, and, you know. She basically what she did was just try to find some, try to find something that you know would help me out. So from when did you decide? Um, when I just, I mean, it just became my. I just, I just never stopped playing it. You know, I played football. I had fun doing it. You know, as a kid, you play football. You don't really have any expectations or responsibilities. You're just playing football because you love it. And then when I got to when I got to high school. Um, that's when I realized, I was like, yeah, this, this is probably something I'm going to do for a long time. Why'd you gravitate towards center? Uh, that's what my coach said, you're going to play, because nobody, none of the kids wanted to play center. So I didn't know about football, so I was like, okay, I'll do it. That was my first day there, and I was playing center. You had an older cousin who played, right, who didn't make it out of Camden? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, he, uh, he didn't make it out. That was a, yeah, that was a long time ago, too. Uh, that's another tragedy that happened in our uh, in our city. I did have a cousin that didn't make it out. What, what would your dad say to you right now? Man, I don't even know. He'll probably be somewhere smiling at me, same way I'm smiling at him, just telling me how proud he is of me. Um, I know my mom proud of me, so I'm proud of myself. So I know my father would be extremely proud of me. What's your best memory with him? Something you uh, guys did I think probably the best memory of me and my father is I mean, we had a lot of good memories. Me and my dad were really close. Um, I couldn't give you one. I mean, me and him used to spend a lot of time together. Um, you know, favorite place to go was always the buffets. They would take me on long walks around the city and just show me different things. So, yeah, that's probably, I mean, that's probably some of the best memories I had. Buffet restaurant. Yeah. So during your life, was like? So there you have it. Cesar Ruiz, the interior offensive lineman in the center from Michigan. Very impressive young man. Very impressive young man. The lessons about leadership, the lessons about loss, 
dealing with the loss of his father, still seeing the pride that his father would have in him today, knowing that his father would be there smiling, saying that his father lives on through him. I was extremely touched by that. But more than that, you get to the football aspect of it. And he talks about you know, what he can do on film, what he can do on a whiteboard. And the fact that he had an informal, albeit informal, but an informal meeting with the New England Patriots with Dante Scarnecchia in attendance. Something tells me we want to keep an eye on this young man from Michigan. Might be a future New England Patriot. Will the Patriots have to draft him at 23? Well, in his mind, he's a first-rounder. And I do have a feeling, given what you see on film and given the man that he is, he's going to rise through this process. He probably will hear his name called in the first round. Will it be a 23 to the Patriots? We'll have to wait and see. That will do it here for episode 80 of the Sco Show, day two of the Combine. Tomorrow we've got defensive linemen and linebackers. So that's going to be a fun day. I'm going to hope to get some audio as well and get a show to you as soon as I can, whether it's before I leave Indy or not. But either way, you'll expect at least one more show from me this week. And then, of course, we're right back at it next week with Mock Draft Monday 5.0. Until next time, friends, please keep on blessing that Patriots reign down in Foxborough.